Hello and welcome to Quarantine. I'm Tess. I'm Lucy. And our episode today is about the spontaneous combustion of Mary Risa and the inspiration behind Nightmare on Elm Street. So, um, yeah, episode two. The last episode got four views, Lucy. It did. Like, <laughs> four whole people. Four whole people. Two of them were friends. <laughs> That's a secret. <laughs> um, that was fun. That's cool. Yes. I mean, I didn't expect to get any views, so, like, <laughs> that's also good. That's also fun. We appreciate the bot people. <laughs> well, there's going to be a lot of them in the next couple of months, so, I mean, hopefully this but will be... But maybe they'll be listening to this and going, I'm bot, <laughs> Uh, maybe, who knows But we're going to tell them a load of pointless information that they don't care about Like, I'm drinking orange juice Because um, I can Eating baby dolls and drinking monster Because I'm healthy like that Yep, although don't throw baby dolls at people Like no. I found out earlier <laughs> I gave her a baby doll and I threw it at her and I tried to get it down her dressing gown, but it just hit her chest. It proper hurts, though. It still hurts. That was, like, almost half an hour ago. <laughs> it proper stings. <laughs> oh, I feel, no. It feels like it's bruised. Who knew that baby girls could be so lethal? Okay. Ow. I apologise. <laughs> the millionth time I can. It's fine, it's fine. Oh. I will, uh... Put up with the bruising for now. For now. For now. I'll get her back. She lives with me, so she has no escape. <laughs> I'll tell Jess. It's fine. What the fuck's Jess gonna do? <laughs> no. Can't put the... me in somewhere. She'll probably laugh and then probably. agree with me. <laughs> She'll probably do it too. I don't know. Yeah. She's not gonna help. Wait. Hey. She can comfort me in some way. In some way, definitely. <laughs> Poor Lucy. Poor Lucy. Right. Um, I'm gonna From get baby on. Girl, that hurt too. Fine. Yeah, I will uh, stuff them down her t-shirt while she sleeps. <laughs> um. <laughs> okay, Joe. Okay, cool. Right. <laughs> um. Got to run Joe Goldberg here. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> We've already discussed that he's my internal. <laughs> That's not a good thing. Not yeah. something to admit. <laughs> yeah, details, details. Anyway, um, I am going to tell you a story that Lucy has never heard of, and I hadn't heard of until today. Actually. I had Lori talking about it, but from the spot she said it was a man. So no, this. Actually, that inspired me to actually look into the first ever case. Oh, so okay. this is the first ever case. Today I was barely listening to Lowy at the time. I was too busy trying to calm child. So. Yeah. So, uh... No. This is the spontaneous combustion of Mary Risa. And, uh... Lucy's never heard the story. And I only discovered it today because I didn't even know it was an actual, real diagnosed thing that can like be put on a death certificate just makes me think of that one episode of Buffy 
It's just like humans can just once more with feeling episodes. (laughs) (laughs) Humans can just spontaneously combust, apparently. During song and dance. Or sleep. Sleep. Okay. (laughs) That wasn't in the episode. No. No, it wasn't. (laughs) Right. So I'm gonna start reading this to you and the question that you are wanting to ask yourself during this is was it a cover-up murder or or is this completely real and it happened? Is some bitch in my choir or something? Is that no, what you're asking no, me? No, no, no. Just, just listen. This okay. is just a weird ass story. Okay. I don't want to fall off your bed. Don't fall off my bed. Oh, Lucy. <laughs> right. Um, so, Mary Risa was the victim of spontaneous human combustion on July the 2nd, 1951. Her landlady, Pansy Carpenter, arrived at Mary's home at 8am to deliver a telegram. When she tried the door, she found that the door handle was uncomfortably warm to touch so naturally she called the police now if i arrived at someone's house one i wouldn't just automatically go for the door and just try and open it you know i'd knock first and two if the door handle was hot why not call the fire brigade why the police i mean didn't she just say it was like warm or something no it's uncomfortably hot Oh, hot. Okay. And, and so it's yeah. a bit like, why not? Why call the police of all people? Why not the fire brigade? So, that's a question. I was a bit like, all right. Maybe um, she wasn't sure there was a fire. She's just like, this is hot. That's weird. You don't call the just... police, though, do you? No. I mean, I wouldn't. This is I'd the fifties. Like, it's not like it's the twenties. Maybe not walking to this person's house. That too, too, you know. Um, Mary's remains, which were largely ashes, were found scattered around and on the burnt armchair in which she had been sitting in. Only part of her left foot, was, which still had her slipper on it, and her backbone were left intact. Though her skull was found, it had been shrunk to the size of a teacup. The plastic household items that were near by were soft and disfigured. Okay. So, this woman only had half of a left leg and a backbone, and her skull had shrunk to the size of a teacup. See, that just makes me think that her backbone was attached to her foot, and that's really weird. (laughs) (laughs) No. That's what I'm, like, picturing. No. No, her, I mean, foot, her not, foot was definitely I'm, detached. Gross. I don't know how disfigured this woman was. We don't know. I've never seen a picture of her. Um, even though the body had got to extreme temperatures to be able to be cremated, the room had no damage or any signs of a fire. There was no damage to the building, and even the furniture didn't smell smoke. Huh. Okay. That's all I can say about that. that that's, that's weird, right? Um, the FBI, 
FBI. <laughs> when I can't. when you greet the FBI, <laughs> FBI. <laughs> oh my gosh, I still can't talk today. What is this pattern going on? That's the third day straight. Um, the FBI declared what? that Mrs. <laughs> Mary Risa had been incinerated by the wick effect now if you don't know what the wick effect is it's pretty much um the fact that your clothes can absorb like sweat and it says fat now i don't know if it can do that but it absorbs sweat and fat and bodily liquids which almost creates you you into like a wick of a candle so when burn the fire is contained and is put out rather quickly yeah yeah um as she was known as a known smoker and regular taker of sleeping pills they hypothesized that she had fallen asleep while smoking and set fire to her clothes once her body starts to burn there would be enough fat and other flammable substances to create the amount of heat needed to cremate somebody. Sometimes this destruction by burning will proceed to a degree which results almost complete combustion of the body, claims one FBI agent. So is this murder or is it just a really odd coincidence? I don't know. No. I think it sounds like murder. How can the room, how can this woman be set on fire? And the room be fine, And yeah. the room be perfectly fine and not even smell like smoke. But even it's, if it was murder, like, surely the room would smell like smoke anyway. No, because if she wasn't at home. Yeah, if it wasn't done in the house, then... And they just kind of, you know, collected everything up and... About well then surely they'd have found no never mind that wouldn't well they weren't been. looking for murder were they they were looking at the no. fact that this woman had just spontaneously combusted in her chair at night <laughs> but it's the fact that none of the furniture in the rooms or like the curtains or anything or smelled like smoke there were no smoke there was no like nothing was like charred nothing was it was just her chair that was burnt up and a little bit of carpet that was a little bit black. That's it. That's the only... It's like, it's a bit weird. Also, I feel like if she did self-combust in the chair, the chair would have set on fire. Yeah. The chair would have set on fire and, you know, the rest of the room, it would have set Well, spread. yeah, yeah, I know. But, I mean, like, the place she was sitting that's mm. made of wood. <laughs> it's yeah. like... And so it's an incredibly odd case. So I'm swaying towards murder. Mm-hmm. But is it possible that you can just spontaneously combust? I don't know. My theory is still the dance demon from Buffy. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just stick with the demon, yeah? <laughs> Alright, that's the answer. We figured it out after all these years. It's the Buffy Demon. It's the Buffy Demon. 
Alright. They should have watched Once More With Feeling, even though it didn't exist then. That's my sister's favourite episode <laughs> ever. Mine too. She loves it. Mine too. <laughs> so, that was Mary Risa, and apparently from that point, in, though it is incredibly rare, there has been many other cases of people just spontaneously combusting. Hmm. Or being burnt alive. But just lots of cat, copycat killers, you know. <laughs> lots of. All the same killer. You know? I mean, I suppose it's you're not dead because. Yeah. I mean, unless about it my... was like more in recent. Uh, it would only be about my granddad's age, which eighty, ninety odd. Mm. Right. Now, the Nightmare on Elm Street is interesting. My favorite horror movie ever. Because uh, there's many different versions of how he's got inspiration. He's told people loads of different things. Hmm. But I went with this one because it's not as commonly known. No, I don't know if it's the true one, but it's the most interesting I one. I just know the one that he repeatedly told in documentaries and such about Nightmare on Elm Street. About the boy in the newspaper who had, um, who was begging his parents not to make him go to sleep saying he couldn't go to sleep or he'd die and such and they tried everything they gave him sleeping pills and such and then one night i guess maybe weeks a month later i don't know he um fell asleep and his parents heard him screaming and they rushed upstairs and he was dead and they found the sleeping pills under his pillow and such that was the one that I had, anyway. That was the inspiration from Nightmare on Elm Street. Well, this is very similar, but um, less personal, I suppose. It's not about just one person. It's mm -hmm. very. Guess maybe there was more than one article that he read, and yeah. that was what led to it. So I've put picked this one. So I. Uh, I got from many sources over the internet, um, and so I'm just going to read you what I wrote, because usually I read what I've wrote and then kind of paraphrase what I've wrote and don't actually read it out, which sometimes makes me go, why am I even writing this if I'm not going to read it? So I'm going to read also it today. previous warning, we're going to have an extremely long episode at one point, because she's still writing up yeah. one that she started. Hours ago. I, I started this, what, three o'clock ish? Mm -hmm. Well, it's like one of my favourite viral stories. So it's now that one. 12 minutes past 11 and I still haven't finished it. Nope. I'm only like just halfway through the story. Is that really? And there is so much to write and I'm even paraphrasing it to try and cut it down a little bit. I don't know how, like, all the other videos I've seen on it were so short. I mean, mind you, most of them were in parts that I've seen. Yeah, they, they cut it up and I'm just going to do it in one long bit so you can... <laughs> so, have fun. Just absorb yourself into it. But it's like mm -hmm. my new, new notebook is going to be done and I'm going to need a new one by the time I finish it, I swear. Right, Nightmare on Elm Street. My all-time favourite horror franchise, other than Final Destination. So, um, 
After some thought, it seems ludicrous that nightmares could kill you, but after some digging, this just isn't true. The inspiration for Nightmare on Elm Street came from a newspaper article about 18 refugees that died from their nightmares. These refugees, 17 men and one woman, were from the Southeast Asia. They fled their homes in Hamong. Now, I don't know if that's how you say that, because this is like near the Philippines kind of area, and a lot of the stuff that they call it is just really hard to say. So if I'm saying it wrong, I'm really sorry. Just, just, just putting that out there. Um, Hamong is a mountainous province of Laos. They came to the US in 1975. This was during a time where the Hmong people were in danger of mass genocide from the people in charge of their country. They were also forced into war, many of which became anti-communist soldiers that would rescue downed American Vietnam pilots, much to the government's annoyance, as uh, the government were communists, so they obviously were not on the side of the government, so right, right, they yeah. used to... Not like it too much. <laughs> Despite those who settled in America, spoke, they spoke very little English. The religion was based on animism, a belief system that states all things possess a spirit. Everything. Your bed, your wall, you know, it all has a spirit. Oh. Um, most of these refugees settled in Minnesota and California, and expected, and as expected, adjusting to life in a strange land was riddled with anxiety. So overwhelming was the move for some of these refugees, most sought out doctors to treat the outbreaks of imaginary venereal disease and parasites they believed that lived under their skin. Eventually, all 18 of our refugees were found dead in their beds, with the official cause of death listed as probable cardiac arrhythmia, which is a sudden loss of heart function caused, causing a cardiac arrest. So, um, 325,000 adults in the USA die a year from this. This is like a common thing, people just dying in their nightmares because of uh, this sudden loss of heart function. They yeah. either have a heart attack yeah. or go into cardiac arrest or something. Nobody is actually like dragged across the ceiling. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. no, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, maybe. <laughs> be a bit disturbing, but you know. <laughs> However, another cause of death one that the doctors were reluctant to discuss, was known by the unfortunate name of Oriental Nightmare Death Syndrome, now, now known as Sudden Unexpected Death Syndrome. It was a condition that seemed to affect young Hmong men as well as fem Filipinos, where it claimed 43 out of 100,000 victims per year. They seem to literally die of fright from their own belief of what happens in their dreams. Mm. In Hmong culture, the spirit known as Dab Tisam 
in the form of a is in a form of a jealous woman who takes men to the spirit world as they sleep. Some among men would even dress as a woman before going to bed in hope to trick the damsel. Mm. Imagine your husband just walking in in a, like a night dress and curly wig, no, about gay. to go to bed. As so it's like, what are you doing? Why are you wearing my clothes? <laughs> what? Don't go to bed in my clothes. What are you doing? <laughs> so like, I would be a bit like, um, please don't. <laughs> I mean, I'm gay, so it's fine. Yeah, 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 good. Um, in the Philippines, the spirit is a batabet, which is a vengeful demon found in the Ilocano folklore. Which just a creepy demon. Now, you're going to laugh at this, because I also laughed at this when I found out this piece of information. Okay. Um, they also called it a bangungot. Bangungot. Yeah, uh-huh. that's <laughs> what it's called. B-A-N-G-U-N-G-O-T. Yep. Mm-hmm. That word. Okay. <laughs> it's the Filipino word for nightmare. So, any Filipinos out there, if you can tell me how to say that word, that would be amazing. Um, it takes the form of a hag, which... Oh, I can't even say it without giggling. Come on, Tess. Serious. This is serious. <laughs> <laughs> you good? Yeah. Was that the one that I attacked you with earlier? It or? was. Oh, okay. It is. It's the killer baby bell. Um, <laughs> ah, this hag um, sits on the victim's chest and face, suffocating oh, really? them to death. <laughs> there we go, there it is. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, that hag sits on the face of men to suffocate them to death. I'm sure they don't mind too much. <laughs> <laughs> Lucy. <laughs> Golly gosh, where were your mind? (laughs) Um, (laughs) Because of this, people associate um, these with sleep paralysis or hag syndrome, which lots of ugly old women have, apparently. That's not very nice. Yeah, neither is suffocating people to death by sitting on them, but... No. You know, it happens. Now, this is all interesting, but what about Freddy? You can't forget Freddy. I forgot what we were even talking about for a moment. I was like, I completely forgot this was even Nightmare on Elm Street. And then I was like, who the fuck is Freddy? And I was like, (laughs) oh, yeah. (laughs) Right. Oh, child, wake up. I hate motherhood. (laughs) He is so waking up. He is. No, I'm going to have to go sort that. You will have to wait. I will talk to you while Lucy goes save my child. <laughs> ah. <sighs> he should be asleep. This sucks. It's because we left him in the hallway in his pushchair. Because it's darker out there. And I can see him, but he's not too happy about being on his own. Because I'm mean, apparently. But it'll fall back to sleep pretty quick. It's fine. It's all good. 
So, this is awkward. I really don't know what to say. I am rambling. You are welcome. I'm the one that does the research and tells the stories. I'm not usually the other end. This is hard. Sorry, Lucy. <laughs> Sorry for putting you in the, in the, what the fuck do I say place all the time. You're welcome. It's fine. She usually knows what to say to me and my um, weird stories. But we have an episode planned where she's going to be reading out all her interesting stuff that she found. And I'm going to be reacting to it. And uh, that should be interesting. Because I react to stuff pretty uh, funnily, apparently. Or, according to Lucy anyway, she tends to laugh when I react to the weird stuff. So, yeah. But apparently I'm hilarious. So, that's fine. Not a problem. Ooh, Lucy's on her way back. It's fine, we're nearly done. <sighs> yep, great. So, apparently, I'm going to continue now. You ready? Wait. Are you sitting comfortably? Nope. I'm being attacked by your phone fan. Alright. Um. Then we shall begin. Um. Wait. No. If he wakes up, I'm gonna slap him. I'm not. No. I'm not. I just don't want him to wake up. Yes, it is. Like, I've been sat here for 26 minutes now. My feet are going dead because I've got my legs crossed. But I know if I move them, it's going to really hurt. Uh. <laughs> oh, well. It's fine. But yeah, we've got some cool stuff planned. Um, Lucy's going to read out some stuff. We've got a whole episode about Dear David, which if you haven't heard about, you're in for a treat. We've got Mother's Day special, because Mother's Day is coming up here in England. Um, I'm also going to cover Annabelle and the Amateurville Horror story. Um, we've got some murder mysteries, we've got some horror movie reviews coming, we've got some of our own paranormal experiences, that's going to be fun. So, I mean, we've got some awesome crap going on behind the scenes. Um, lots of research, lots of, lots and lots of research, especially on my half. <laughs> Um, lots of cool ideas come in. Um, it is pretty much just having time to get it all down because I much prefer these while my child is asleep. And he usually never sleeps, so we're usually doing these at like stupid o'clock in the morning or 
like really late at night so we just kind of have to wait it out um well fingers crossed it's not too bad and we'll get a good couple of episodes out I've got at least three already to film and film record record I think is the better word but uh yes that should be fun ah uh, my feet are so dead uh, is he asleep Luce? Okay, cool. Not a problem. Um, I don't think you're coming up on the recording actually, so it probably sounds like I'm talking to myself, which I'm not. I am talking to Lucy, who is rocking my baby in the hallway, and I've eventually moved, and now my feet are dying, and it really hurts and I'm trying not to react to it so you guys don't think I'm being murdered or something but it really hurts I'm like <laughs> so uh yes Lucy's on her way back now you can like not worry about me and my uh, rambles anymore <laughs> alright so the inspiration behind Freddy Krueger is what I'm getting onto the next. The creepy dude. Not Pretty much. So, Freddy Krueger came from the creator's childhood bully. Gosh, that was a sentence. Shall I try again? Freddy Krueger came from the creator's childhood bully. A disfigured homeless man who had frightened him when he was 11. And a 70s pop song, Dreamweaver by Gary Wright. Now, I like Dreamweaver, and I didn't know that. That's kind of cool. Oh. Dreamweaver's a great song. Have you ever heard it? I haven't. I will put it on after we've recorded this, and you'll hear it. It's great. I might not put the whole thing on, because it goes on forever, but okay. it's good. So, in an interview, the creator talked of this disfigured stranger. He said, when he looked up from the sidewalk on his way to school, there was a man very much like Freddy walking along the sidewalk. He must have sensed someone watching him as he stopped and looked right into my face. He scared the living daylights out of me, so I jumped back into the shadows. I, wa I waited and waited to hear him walk away. Finally, I thought he must have gone, so stepped out, and the guy was still there looking at me. He thrust his head forward as if to say, Yes, I'm still here. I ran back into my apartment building, and he followed me. I ran to my front door as I heard him start up the stairs. My brother, who was ten years older than me, got a baseball bat and went out into the corridor, but he was gone creepy right mm -hmm. like what home what guy sees an 11 year old staring at him and just kind of spooks him out and then follows him into his apartment building <laughs> like who the fuck does that 
but apparently that was the story behind Freddy Krueger and how that kind of came up, but... Well, well, I know I heard one about some of the dudes that used to scare Wes, and I know he mentioned something about at one point he looked out of his bedroom window and saw him walking back, or he, and he looked up, and Wes like ducked and hid for a while, like yeah. a good while, and then he looked back and he was still staring up into the bedroom window. <sighs> Fucking weird. Who does that? I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it was the same guy or not. Again, I don't know if it's the same story, but that's what Wes said in one of the documentaries anyway. Yeah. It's just weird. I'm like, why would you, why would you do that to a little boy? Like... I just leave him alone. probably has some sort of mental issues. I'd probably assume so, considering it's all disfigured and burnt. I'm guessing he didn't have the best life. No. Um, but it's just really weird. He didn't really go on to explain about the bully or Dreamweaver or why that was all relevant, but he there was loads and loads and loads about this disfigured man that just used to go around, like, taunting him, mm-hmm. and like, proper freaking him out. So, yeah, that's again. I don't know if it's the same guy I had last talking about during one of the documentaries, but probably is. Oh. It sounds very similar, mm-hmm. but um. I just remember that one specific part. Yeah, so it's a bit like poor, poor little Wes. Yeah, like, poor Wes Craven. But he got a good movie out of it. He did. He got several good movies out of it. Except for the 2010 one, that was bad. But that had nothing to do with Wes, I think. <laughs> yeah. Oh. But um, yeah. That's all for today, anyway. Yes. I don't have any other, like, creepy stories as of yet that I can tell you. I would continue, but then it would go into other episodes, and I don't want that because I've got to have at least one for tomorrow before Mother's Day. So, like, we're going to have to stop it here, but I hope you enjoyed our weird stories. One of which you already knew about, but... What did you think about the mirror so on? I thought it was weird and yeah. It's kinda creepy. It's mm. it's got a creepy air to it. I mean I like the odd or the really messed up kind it of mental also stuff. It sounds like something that would be on BuzzFeed on Salt. It is actually. Oh is it? It is. I uh didn't I know seen it. I didn't know that until I had um already wrote it down and was, was looking it for a other stuff. Yeah, um, it was, yeah. I seem to often only remember Shane's name because he's the funniest one. Yeah. And I'm like, I love Brian too, but sometimes I go Shane and the other guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, no, I found it when I was looking for um, some more information about one of the other stories I've got written down. Yeah. And it was like, Oh my gosh, I did that one. <laughs> I have recently got also got into the um, Q&A ones, and I plan to watch more of their 
supernatural related ones so the supernatural ones are really good Mm -hmm. i like them i I usually just like the format of their um true crime ones where they're just sat there and then talking about it and then changing some shit yeah i like i like the um supernatural ones because he says some really funny stuff like really funny yeah. stuff. Those ones I got into first, but yeah, um, they're awesome if you haven't known them. Buzzfeed, Buzzfeed Unsolved. Amazing. I highly recommend them too. Yeah, they're we really good. Was like we're going to watch them one day. I was like, okay. Yeah, I I made you watch them, didn't I? Yes, and then I was like, this dude is hilarious, and <laughs> it's it's just kind of addictive. You should go watch them. They're, they're awesome. Been, like, binge-watching them since, like, We've been watching, bed. um, Laurie today, though, haven't we? Laurie... Louie? Louie. Laurie? Louie Lane. Laurie. That's what I call her. Laurie. <laughs> L- Laurie Lane, yeah. Oh, um, <laughs> She's a Laurie. It's fine. <laughs> sounds very much like your fat shaming class. No, she's great. I love her. <laughs> we were also watching Hayley Reese. We was. I only got into um, Louie because of BuzzFeed, though. Oh, right, because of that one episode, yeah, yeah. They did several with her, pretty sure. I only know that they did one of them, and then the Q&A one after it. The haunted Lobby Lane one. Yeah, but, uh, no, she's cool, and I really, really like her, and... Those two, and Andrew TMI, are hilarious together. Yeah. I know they've recently, well, not so recently, I guess now, had, like, a major falling out and they're not really friends anymore. Andrew and Haley are. But they're not really friends with Laurie anymore. Uh, they haven't really disclosed a reason. I know Andrew was talking about it but he was very vague. Um, but honestly if you haven't watched Andrew you should definitely watch all three of them because they're so funny together. Yeah, where we get our inspirations from really. Them, oh. And for me, anyway, especially with this podcast, my favourite podcast, Dead Meat. Yeah. I adore James and Chelsea. But uh, I get a lot of mine off researching creepy do- like documents and newspaper articles and stuff. But um, yeah, occasionally I watch videos and go, ooh. That's yeah. an interesting thing that Jay just said, and then it goes from yes. there. I actually got um, one of the ones I'm going to be talking about in a future episode um, from a Haley video. I mean, I'm not straight up copying Haley's video. It was just where I got the idea of the urban legend or whatever it is. Yeah, but we're going to leave it there, I hope. You, we haven't wasted almost 40 minutes of your life. Um, do come back. We like doing these. I, we're not going to stop doing them either, even if you don't come back. We just won't be wasting your time otherwise. It's pretty much. To keep us entertained, and if it entertains you too, cool. If yeah. not. Oh well. well <laughs> if we remain with the four views that we have, cool. That is also cool, but you know... I like doing these. These are fun. I like collecting up all the creepy stuff, even though it does shit me up. Cause <laughs> do you want to watch Truth or Dare now? <laughs> no, I don't. I really don't. I bought Truth or Dare so we could review it and 
Don't throw baby <laughs> bells at me. I don't <laughs> trust you anymore. No, that would hurt more. Exactly. Um, it was my phone, by the way. But yeah, no. Um, I'm gonna go to bed after no, this. You, you know. I'll I, I will make him. <laughs> You'll make him let you. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> um, yeah. Fine. So I'm gonna call it a night. I hope you enjoyed. This is quarantine and we will see you in the next episode. Bye. See you later.